Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. I am joined today by Brandon Brown of the Wolverine Digest because, well, there's a lot to go on. Now, this was initially, full disclosure, just going to be me venting and basically (laughs) saying how bad Michigan State was in the game, losing 49 to nothing. Ironically enough, that wasn't the most embarrassing thing that happened on the campus at Michigan State, believe it or not. That's how bad things have gotten up there. I'm going to get to that later. But Brandon, news broke today um, dealing with, was he the recruiting director? What, 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 what was he? It was uh, Connor Stallings. What was, his, what was his official title? So to me, he's just a recruiting analyst. He's not even, he's not even a high level director. I mean, it's been put out there now that he's, he gets paid 55 grand. He's a younger dude. He's, you know, not too far removed from the Naval Academy, but he's been around Michigan's program for multiple years. That's another thing I think that's gotten lost in the wash a little bit. He was officially hired last year, but he's been around the program for the better part of a decade, actually volunteering his time. I'm not sure exactly what his connection with Michigan is or why he was during the off season, he would be in Ann Arbor helping out. And then obviously when he would go back to the Naval Academy when he was in school and, and, and do that. But anyway, he's been around for a little bit, but yeah, he's a pretty low level staffer, um, not in charge of anything with recruiting, but recruiting analyst or recruiting assistant is kind of like what his, his, his moniker has been up to this point. And now, I mean, it's, he's been suspended with pay. Mm-hmm. He's been hired since last, since I think 2020. Suspended with pay, news comes out, Pete Thamel of ESPN breaks it that possibly he he had a little syndicate, a circuit. He had people who would go and videotape the sideline, not the games, but the actual sidelines. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the information then got disseminated from that, but even I guess they were supposedly, he had bought tickets for the Ohio State-Penn State game and had seats on each side. I guess just multiple questions. One is, I I guess, did he not think that there was a paper trail in 2023 that people were going to find out? Or was this just something that, because first of all, let me say, phenomenal hire, a code breaker. I don't know why most coaches didn't think about this as hiring an actual code breaker to kind of break down people's plays. But rules say you can't go to opposing schools that your team is not playing so that's where the problem lies it's not 
you know, well, he broke down the plays and things like that. Guys, I understand that. Before you start sending me stuff and don't send Brandon <laughs> stuff either, we get it. We're not that stupid. But it's the fact that going to other schools, I, I, I guess when you look at this, Brandon, there's a lot of smoke that's been going on around the program. Now, granted, it's little things, but a lot of fires start off with little things, but eventually it collects and becomes a bigger fire. How concerning is this if, if for, for the University of Michigan? I think it's really concerning. I mean, I, look, as we, we sit, we're recording this uh, uh, on Monday night, Monday October night, 23rd, yeah. I'm, I'm convinced that Michigan did something they shouldn't be doing. I'm, I'm like, I'm convinced of that. Whether or not it will be completely proven, that I'm not sure about yet. There's plenty of evidence out there to me. Okay, Connor Stallions in the 30 games, 11 different stadiums, apparently video evidence of people in those seats recording. And then this past weekend, maybe the most damning evidence of all of it this past weekend, he had tickets bought for both sides of Ohio state, Penn state, and nobody showed up to those seats. Like that's, that's pretty damning in my opinion. Now it's up to the NCAA, I guess, to then take, okay, what did those people that were in those seats do and did whatever they, if they recorded video of the sidelines, did they then send that to Connor Stallions or somebody else on Michigan staff that's being paid by the university. Because even though that th this all points to them doing something they're not supposed to be doing until they can connect that, those two dot, which that's a big connection. It is. It's very, that'll be, that'll be the, the kind of the smoking gun. If they can prove for sure that whatever those people were recording on the sidelines was then used by someone on Michigan staff, that that'll pretty much be it and to this point. It's already bad. But I and, and Rico, maybe you know more about this. Does the NCAA have to prove it like you do in a in a criminal court, or is it like the NCAA kind of does whatever the hell they want? We've they seen that do whatever they want. But the thing is, most of the time it's nothing except for this is a case where Harbaugh's kind of challenged them, and they yeah. don't like to be challenged. I mean, you, it's just how it is. You, Brandon, you're a parent. You don't want your kid to challenge you. It's just like you know what? Do what I say, and yeah. don't question it. And that's what the NSA wanted. They wanted him to just kind of for the whole, for the, uh, as they said, the, the illegal recruiting that went on in 2020. Hey, just own up to it. Don't lie. Say this. It, it, this would have gone away. And I do think that if, if they would have actually levied a heavier suspension earlier this year, this wouldn't be that big of a deal. Because at first, Brandon, I kind of thought it was going to be like Kansas in basketball, where it's just like, man, it looks so damning. And everybody talked about it. But in the end, it was nothing. It just, yeah. poof, it went away. I don't think that the NCAA is going to just say, no, we're not going to do anything because they they feel disrespected. I don't think that it's not like a court of law. If they come up with a panel and they have enough evidence, I think that they will come up and say, okay, here's what we know. Here's what we got. And they may try to work out some type of, uh, you know, uh, some type of a compromise or something, a punishment. But in the end, Brandon, maybe it's just me, and I don't know. You're closer to the Wolverines than I am, trust me. But it really feels like, and I've thought that if this gets too far and he gets offered a job in the NFL, he's just going to be like, middle finger to you guys. I'm out of here. Go suspend yourself. You can't do anything to me because I'm leaving. I'm going to the pros. Look. I've maintained for three years now and lost a lot of followers on Twitter that if Jim Harbaugh got offered an NFL job, he would take it. And I, I mean, 
I was in the camp that I thought he hadn't done enough after the 2020 season. He should be gone, whether it's take a job, get fired, be asked to resign, whatever. And people hated me for it. Now, since then, he's been incredible. And Michigan has been on an incredible run. But I still maintain. And now you throw all this stuff in the mix where he's dealing with the recruiting violation stuff, which isn't a closed case yet. And now this stuff it does make it seem like that would be the path of least resistance to just be like, look, if I get an NFL job offer, I'm just going to take that and I'll see you later, whether they win a title this year or not another big 10 title or what, wherever they make it to this year. I mean, they're really freaking good this year. That's another part of this that just sucks. Like, I don't even know why they had to do any of this. This is another angle. That's not, it's not going to matter at the end of the day, but I just don't really understand what more you get by going to the games in person when you're allowed to do everything on video remotely. Like, I don't understand why any of this even needed to happen. I think at that point, because you can then sync up from the game footage to the footage that you have, and you can kind of see the tendencies. I mean, like I said, the man broke code for the government. So he can now see the little things and, okay, this sign means this package means this personnel, which means that they're susceptible to these types of plays. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot behind it. Now, the funny thing you said, Michigan didn't need to do this. They're a good mm-hmm. enough team. But then it, I harken back because it was something that uh, that Mike said on the air today, and it's like, well, Barry Bonds didn't need to take steroids. I know. He didn't go to the Hall of Fame. You know, Roger Clemens didn't need it. He was going to go to the Hall of Fame. But sometimes you just want more. Bill Belichick and the Patriots didn't need to set up cameras in the stadium because they were dominating NFL, but they just wanted more. They just wanted to make sure if this is what it seems like, because, you know, in essence, from, you know, the 30 games that we were, were talking about in what 2021, all of a sudden Michigan just got beyond good to, they were just damn near unbeatable. It's going to lay a question mark on that. Now, if you're a hardcore Michigan fan, it won't matter because you're going to say like, well, it was a witch hunt. But I think even if you're just, it, it leads the doubt, the same doubt that the Patriots have with Belichick and Tom Brady and the deflated balls. And it's like, did you guys really do this? And it kind of taints everything. Brandon, I guess if this is, is this, if this is found out, if they are somehow to connect the dots, is it worry within the Wolverine nation that possibly a lot of this stuff can get taken away from you. I mean, not that it means anything because you've all saw the wins. You, you were there, you know, when you beat the Buckeyes and you were there when you went to the playoffs and, you know, sacrificed the big 10 West lamb at the big 10 championship <laughs> game. But if they take it all away, what would that mean to the Wolverines and their fan base? I think there's a large portion that wouldn't care. I mean, but I like, I, we talked about this just a little bit ago. My, my colleague, Chris and I on our podcast, like, I would, that would suck. I like, I wouldn't want that. If I'm, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, if I'm those players, if I'm the university, if I'm anybody involved with the program, a fan of the program, myself who covers it for a living, like, I don't want, I don't want any of that. I don't want vacated wins. I don't want like, well, you were there and it was cool and it was fun, but on paper, it didn't really happen. I mean, there's a few instances of that in recent history with Louisville basketball. You know, some fans are like, I don't care. I was there. I watched it. It was fun. We had partied. It was a great time, but Right. You look back now and you're like, yeah, but it doesn't count. Like on the record, it, it's not there. Like, I don't think anybody wants that. That's a kind of a no brainer. Obviously you don't want that to happen. And I don't know. I mean, that's another, there's not a lot of precedent with this. I don't know how far they would go. I don't know if they would start vacating wins or taking things away. There's the very un, 
not even close to the same scope, but what happened with Baylor football a handful of years ago, the assistant right. went and scouted off, off campus and he was suspended a half a game, but that was one game. It wasn't 30 games over right. the course of three years in 11 different stadiums, but that was also an on-field assistant. It wasn't a low-level recruiting staff. So, like, I I don't know. I don't know what will come of this. I don't know how they would shake it out. I don't know what would be the punishment. It's just, it all sucks. It's not good. It's in the midst of Michigan making a title run. It's in the midst of J.J. McCarthy chasing a Heisman. It's the most success that Michigan's had in a three-year stretch ever, and now you've got this. And it just, you're right. I mean, like, even if they don't prove it, there's enough things pointing to something going on that shouldn't have been going on. And people are always going to say, well, yeah, but you know why you did that. Like right. that's always going to be there. And that sucks. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. Right. Cause I, I mean, like, you know, they didn't need to spy on anything. I mean, to beat Michigan state the way that they did, that was <laughs> just pretty easy. I mean, if you've ever played Tecmo bowl, you, you can figure out the Spartan offense. They only run about five plays, and Michigan was prepared for that. So before, once again, people are like, oh, well, you're no, I'm not saying that. You, you were going to beat that team because that team is in a lot of trouble, and mm. playing Michigan is the least of their concerns right now. They got a lot of bigger fish to fry. But when you look at this, man, and, and the, just the fact that <laughs> if, if you're Penn State and Ohio State and your other Big Ten schools, you know, I got a feeling that this is one where they all kind of banded together and said, yeah, you know what? We all think that they've done some stuff. And I don't know, Brandon. I mean, I mean, when you look back, the sad reality is, yeah, Michigan has been good for the last few years, but now you start looking at things a little differently, like, hmm, especially in the second half, because that's when they would always take off. It's like they would – make that adjustment. And it was just like, man, they would just get the greatest speeches ever. Like who's, who comes and talks to these kids at halftime. Cause they just come out and they just destroy people. And now you got to wonder, is this when all of a sudden all that hard work would come together and then. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And the other thing is, and this is just me and, you know, my conspiracy theory, was TCU just not on the radar last year, so they didn't scout TCU because that looked like a totally different Michigan team mm-hmm. in that game. Am I, am I just, you know, do I need to put on the tinfoil hat or am I, you know, am I crazy thinking that? Michigan fans are never going to want to hear it. I'm a Michigan fan and I cover the team. I don't like hearing it, but I'd be lying if I said that it didn't make a little bit of sense. I mean, I'm still like, you know, Michigan did some things in that game that were pretty uncharacteristic. I mean, you know, two pick sixes and they still almost were hanging around to win the game. Like I, To me, there's a lot that goes into a football game that goes well beyond just what the other team's doing and how they're calling plays. Like, so I I would never say that that was the only reason it went that way, or maybe they didn't do this or they didn't do that. But the the theory, the conspiracy theory that you said you have, it's not unfounded. It's not like out of left field. It's not like it doesn't make sense. No Michigan people are ever going to want to hear it, but it's it's there. And even if they... I think Michigan was like a 17-point favorite. Like, it was it, – you were supposed to win that game. Mm-hmm. It was a free square to the national title game. And it was just kind of one of those things that I had plans. And it's like, okay, I'll watch into the first half. Michigan will blow them out like they probably will do. And then we'll move on. But instead, it was like, wait a minute. This is this is a game. They're, you know, and then it went – like you say, it, it literally goes down to, I think, the final play where I think mm-hmm. J.J. got sacked. And it's like, wow, they, because I kept expecting, okay, this is the moment, this is the moment, this is the moment, that moment never came. So that's just me. It just, it just kind of seemed like that wasn't a good TCU team because Georgia later showed you they weren't that good. And you know, yeah, I've talked about this too. You know, it's going to really like, regardless of what happens, if Michigan's found guilty of this or not guilty of this, there's going to be evidence next year that's going to seem to support all of this again, even more because the Michigan's losing a ton off of this roster heading into next year and their schedule is brutal. So now you're going to get the team's going to regress a little bit. You're going to say, see, ever Ah, since like it's already written, like it's already there. Again, whether they're found guilty or not, that, that, that storyline is there. And again, I'm not, I'm not above saying Michigan is incapable of doing like some Michigan fans just won't even go there. They can't do it, but I'm already to the point where I can say like this dude. Okay. First of all, Michigan's got probably a hundred plus people on staff and within a day they had this one guy's name. I'm like, all right, well that's, that's not awesome. Like they found a guy and then within that the next day or the next 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever it was. Now they found this paper trail of all these tickets that he's bought all these different stadiums. They've got video evidence apparently. And then the Penn state, Ohio state game this past, like all that. I'm already to a point where I can say like they did something they shouldn't have done. And good I, week or bad. Is this a I good or like a bad that. week for a bye week? Uh, we talked about that too. Like we do, we normally do sh- three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, there's prediction stuff built in there and some other segments that we do. And, we're like already not doing a show on Friday for sure. And Wednesday too, unless more news comes out, we're just going to sit there and talk exactly how we talk tonight. There's probably some good and some bad in both directions, but I, I would say 
it's it's all bad. I don't know how you can find any good in anything that's going on right now with this discussion because, like, you know, Harbaugh. I can't remember if he's done press conferences on Mondays of bye weeks before, but he didn't today. But players did. JJ McCarthy was available, and so was Braden McGregor. But Harbaugh wasn't there, and we're not getting assistant coaches on Wednesday like we normally do. But I I feel like that's pretty typical of a bye week. But Certainly this week they were like, yeah, no, we're we're not we're not doing that. But it's not going to go away. Every time they're out there in front of the microphone, they're going to be asked about this. They're going to say they can't talk about it because it's ongoing. And yeah, it just it blows. I don't want to cover this stuff. I want to cover a good team winning games, marching towards big, big, bigger games at the end of the year, and then the Big Ten right. title and play and like. And we're not we're just not going to be able to do that. Well, here let me help you out, man. It'll give you some more positive things for. The- <laughs> All right. All right. How big of a win was that last Saturday for for Michigan fans? I mean, because I'm not trying to downplay it, but that was a pretty bad MSU team. You knew that going in. You didn't care. You beat the brakes off them. My only disappointment was if you're going to score that final touchdown, why not go for two and make it? (laughs) Yeah, I know. There was some talk about the 50-burger at the end there. No, I mean – yeah, it was it was pretty lopsided. I mean, it was pretty obvious pretty early that Michigan was just way better. Um, you know, kind of being able to just overcoming like the the multiple third and longs that they got into for whatever reason, whether Michigan State made a good play or, you know, there was like a false start early on Blake Corum and then they just, you know, third and 14 might as well have been third and two, it felt like. I mean, they right. I think Michigan was seven of eight for third down in the first half. So I mean Yeah, it just they, they let me help you out. The best thing that happened to Michigan State in that game was the <laughs> penalty on yeah. Donovan that cost a 10-second runoff and ended the half. Yeah. Or else you would have scored another touchdown. That was that was the best offensive play for Michigan State was a penalty, 10-second runoff. Which Just there, in perspective. There was a little bit of there was a little bit of wondering about that one too, because Donovan was moving backwards. Like is he is that in motion? And then when they said the, he went lateral and he was when the, sideways. And then when the snap actually occurred, there was somewhere between eleven and ten seconds instead of the eight when the play was over. So it was like anyway, whatever. Twenty one or twenty twenty eight nothing became thirty five nothing not too far into the second half. But yeah, I mean it's like you know, any fan base, any rival fan base wants to just destroy the other fan. It doesn't matter. They don't know. Michigan fans didn't care. And no, I put up an article. Yeah, I put up an article about the state fans heading for the exits midway through the second quarter, and it did very well. People didn't care that, it, it, you know, what the reasons were. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it is more fun when the teams are a little more competitive with each other. But you're not going to get anyone apologizing for 49 to nothing in East Lansing. No, <laughs> so. it's, it's, it seemed like like 10 years since what happened two years ago when that game went back and forth. Yeah. In his Walker, man, it seemed like they could hold a 10 year reunion for that game. It just seemed so long ago, but yeah, watching that was just like, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, are you taking enjoyment out of this? Or did it get to the point where you're like, okay, this isn't even fun anymore. (laughs) The the amazing blue game, spring game. It's it's probably a mix of both. People are still going to be like, they're going to, they're going to hang their hat on 49 to nothing for a long time, but it wasn't, wasn't that fun to watch. I mean, it was kind of just like, you know, back and forth and not trying that hard. It didn't seem, but you know, it's yeah, it, it gets like that sometimes. Brandon, I, only, I went just to see what the night atmosphere against Michigan was going to be, to see the black uniforms, and that was about it, really. I mean, 
No one was under the illusion that this, like normally it's a rivalry game. So you're thinking, okay, this could be tough. I, I hearken back to like 2016 where, you know, state was really bad, but yeah, I think the game was close for a while. I think that was that this game that was like seven, seven going into the fourth quarter. And it was like, wow, this is okay. This may be something or, you know, Normally, they're closer games. I mm-hmm. think that was the biggest blowout since 1985. Ironically enough, Harbaugh was the quarterback for Michigan when <laughs> the last time they went to Spartan Stadium and beat them that soundly. So there you go. Yeah. There's some things that should make Michigan fans <laughs> I mean, it's it's just one of those things, man. I mean, they're 8-0. They're, they're going to have a – they're probably not going to be, but they could make an argument for being number one when the playoff rankings coming out. They'll probably still be number two. And it, it just it's just all overshadowed by all this stuff that's going on with this the sign the, stealing. The only thing about that is, and look, I, I do the I, I do a power ranking on the show every week. You probably can be, but I like to reward teams that like to me, I'm not saying I'm not saying Ohio State's the best team, but Ohio State has two top 10 victories, mm-hmm. one at home, one on the road. They weren't pretty. But they got it done, and that means a lot more to me than when I watch Michigan. It's just like, I mean, when UNLV is your best win, <laughs> uh, I mean, that this ain't basketball, and that ain't Larry Johnson over there on the sideline. Like, I, I, I just take more – for me, I'll understand more when it comes to November 11th when mm-hmm. you play Penn State and then – I always, I still think that the Maryland game is the sneaky game because that's right in between those two. It is. And you can't look, they're, they're good enough that if you look past them on the road, they may be able to do something. And then you get Ohio State, the game that everybody's been waiting forward, looking forward to. That's your three-game stretch that I, mm-hmm. I'll be able to judge this team and say, okay, you are what we thought you were because you did it for the last two years. That's the only reason why I, I'm like, you know what? It really doesn't matter who you're playing because you've followed this formula for the last two years. It's worked. I'm sure if you're a fan, you'd rather see them play a Notre Dame or somebody like that. But mm-hmm. you also like going to the playoffs and you like going to Indy and you like doing all of that other stuff. So I'm not that concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be in probably two or three when the first uh, rankings come out next yeah, week from tomorrow. But. Yeah, they'll be in the initial top four, I, I do believe. Yeah, I just I, I get to the point where I'm just I watched that Ohio State Penn State game and I don't think Drew Aller or Kyle McCord can hold JJ McCarthy's jock strap, and that's as far as I need to go. Yeah, but the only thing is about that, because I look at Ohio State and I, I'm wondering because I, I was guilty until I went back and really looked at it and looked at the numbers. Are are we kind of downplaying their defense because they played Notre Dame yep. and then Notre Dame went out and they've done things since, you know, Penn state's put up points. Like maybe that Ohio state defense makes you look ugly. It's like when you play Iowa, their defense is made to make you look bad because that's just how it is. You have to make the big plays. Drew Aller, poor guy looked like he was a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. He was not going to make a big play. That moment was just way too big for him. But I'm just like, yeah, Kyle McCord, not that great either because it's like, dude, you have the best wide receiver in the league and you keep over. Th- I mean, you clearly saw the frustration with Marvin Harrison. Like, dude, I swear to God, if you miss me one more time, I will come <laughs> in the face. I can do that because I'm I'm Maserati, okay? Oh, don't, don't mess with me. Yeah. 
but yeah, I look, yeah, I, I think I, I look at that defense. You, I think it's good. The one thing that as an outsider that would concern me about the Michigan team, it's not JJ. Cause I think JJ is actually doing what he's supposed to do. And as I told people, if JJ against Penn state and against Ohio state can get over 650 yards and seven touchdowns, I'm more than willing to put him in my Heisman on my ballot. Cause at that point you did it against real teams, but the running game for Michigan just doesn't seem the same running game that I've seen in the last couple of years. Brandon, they're just like, I mean, when you can't run against Michigan State's piss poor defense, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, the, it's been a little bit weird. I mean, like, Blake hasn't had a, had like the big running games or the big breakout runs. Donovan Donovan Edwards is I, like he looks like a different back this year. I mean, Blake's still he's still leading the country in rushing touchdowns. Granted, a lot of them are from up close and again, yeah, against teams that they're better than. But yeah, it has felt a little off. But I mean, I, I think because of that, JJ's been asked to do more and has been allowed to do a little bit more, and he's been able to showcase that he can beat you too. I mean, like he didn't have to do that very often last year. Um, he's been asked to do that a little bit more this year and when Michigan needs to run the ball, they still can. I mean, like they, they've still been able to impose their will in most occurrences when it's a short yardage situation or a goal line situation, they still feel like they can do that and get it done, but it doesn't look like last year. I mean, I, I would, I think most people would agree with that. Certainly Donovan Edwards production has been down. Kalel Mullings has come on and looked better. He's out. He's been hurt the last couple of weeks though. So yeah, it's been a little bit of a different look than last year, but it's almost like it's almost like addition by subtraction because they've been able to be a little bit more balanced. JJ has been throwing it a little bit more. The pocket's been moving a little bit more. He's been, you know, extending plays and being a playmaker. So it's, I don't know, man, it's, they, they've just, they've been able to score almost at will. It seems like from different ways. And I, I think that, you know, th- over the course of a season, by the time you get to game 10, 11 and 12, right. We're going to find out. I mean, like everything is going to be found out when they play those three games. I mean, there's, there's no way to run or hide from it. So it, it, you know, whatever we think about them now, we'll definitely find out here in about a month, little three weeks, I guess, less than that. That's true. That is true. Um, are we expecting to hear anything new about this? Uh, Cause this news just kind of dropped today. I know. Clock. So I was like, anything else we should be expecting to hear? Do you, have you heard of anything? I have no idea. I mean, when you've got Thamel and Wetzel kind of, you know, they've clearly got somebody in the NCAA that they're talking to. I don't have anybody like that. I know I've got one like heard from, heard from, heard from somebody in the NCAA, but I I don't even care about that. I mean, so no, I, I don't know. I feel like these things have, you know, one night it was like damn near midnight. Connor Stallion's name drops out the next day. It was like early in the morning. There was this today. You said it was like middle of the afternoon. You know, so there hasn't been like a news dump time. It's been different people, you know, with different things. And no, like I said, I don't know. As of right now, we're not planning on doing a Wednesday show, but who knows what what could fall tomorrow or Wednesday morning or whatever. So, yeah, we'll, we're all kind of waiting and seeing at this point. All right. Well, Brandon, I appreciate you coming on. Brandon Brown, Wolverine Digest. If you're a Wolverine fan, you need to be reading what he has to say. Listen to what he has to listen to what he has to say. Read what he has to write. He's going to keep you updated on the Wolverines. And Brand is a straight shooter. So, you know, if you're looking for a cheerleader, <laughs> you may not be the person to go to. I get a lot of flack, but I, I try to pride myself on just, just calling it like I see it. People don't always love it, but that's what it is.
No, you are, Brandon. And regardless to what my partner thinks, you're a great <laughs> friend of mine. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it the other day, man. It was great. It was great. All right, Brandon. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the watching the Five Star Zone. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. Keep this thing going because, you know, brother likes making money. Brandon, appreciate <laughs> your time. All right. I'll see you guys a little bit later on this week when Howard Griffiths joins me on Thursday.